So there's this thing that happens, and I don't know if you know about it, where people only compare me to these brown comedians, even if we're not similar. So one time this guy was like, oh man, oh man, you remind me of someone. I just can't put my finger on it. And in my head, I was like, please don't say Lily Singh, because I've gotten this often and it's highly offensive. And so he's thinking and thinking. And I'm like, oh, he's going to say Liza Koshy because I've gotten that one before, which I don't understand. I think it's just the curly hair. Oh, maybe he's going to say Ellen because one time someone said that to me and I was like, what? <laughs> Finally, he comes out with it and says, man, I know who you remind me of. Aziz Ansari. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Man, that, <laughs> it absolutely ruined me because I forget about this so often, which means that I get to relive it with just as much joy as I did the first time around. God, it's beautiful. I just, there's nothing similar about us if I really think about this. I'm tall, I don't over-enunciate, and I definitely don't date only white women, so... Ooh, welcome to another episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favorite. I am your host, and uh, I'm very proud of myself because that's two episodes back-to-back, uh, -back, baby. What the fuck is up? Not much, except I forced myself to do it, and here I am doing it. So we're doing it. Doing it, 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 doing it. Man, when I watch movies and then I see a couple being like, I'm ovulating, and then they want to have sex, I find it so crazy. I'm like, what parallel universe are they living in where they do it to procreate? <laughs> what? Wild! Now, how it's going to work this week is that I'm going to give you a double dose of local content and then go into an absolute pile of shit that we can talk about for funsies and for life. The first thing that I needed to address was something that was on my mind and something that's currently playing out and it really bothered me. So saddle up, motherfucker. It's a ride. Art Cafe is what I want to talk about. Art Cafe is in trouble and not the sexy kind of trouble, the bad kind of trouble, the turdy kind of trouble, the big fibrous turd, steaming pile of shit kind of trouble. And if this were to ever happen in life, I would assume it was because they played too much fucking acoustic Ed Sheeran all day long and somebody got tired and stabbed one of their employees. By somebody, I mean me, because this is something that I've thought about many a times. But you know, stab them, but like not in a threat way, just in like a satisfying right in the throat kind of way. So why are these guys in trouble? Let me tell you. Or I could complain about Ed Sheeran for the rest of this episode. Either way, I'm game. Blink twice if you want me to complain about Ed Sheeran. Okay, fine. I see you, bitch. Next time. Next time I will. So they tweeted the following quote. Um, there we go. Announcing our hashtag art of the city competition calling creatives of the city. Help us jazz up our takeaway cup and win big with Art Cafe. Read the competition details below and enter. So after all the backlash, these guys... <laughs> came back, and they definitely shouldn't, they came back and tweeted, the whole purpose of this competition is to give artists and designers a platform to reach a wide audience with their skill and craft. If you read the details, first prize is exhibition space or internship with our 
design team. The exhibition space is within the art cafe. And uh, the other thing was that they get to win free coffee for a year. This is the dumbest idea ever, to pay someone in exposure during a pandemic where people are struggling to make ends meet. Already in an industry where you're not ever really paid what you're worth, Art Cafe was like, huh, you know what would be great? Let's exploit these fuckers. Bruh. A company like Art Cafe, which is huge and their revenue is probably like uh, unfathomable to me. If a company like that wants to pay you in coffee and exposure and not actual money, think about the smaller companies that want to hire these individuals. They probably won't pay them money either. So you're telling me that this person is supposed to get money out of thin air to make it via public transportation to your location to get a coffee and that's all they can afford for that very day in their lives. What the fuck? How does that make any fuck? fucking sense. So after all of that backlash, this is what happened. They revised their competition details and this is what it is presently. Quote, a paid internship with the art cafe design team for two months. This is if you get first place. A hundred thousand Kenya shillings or free daily coffee for a year. Three, exhibit and sell your art in one of our restaurants for two months. Four, an artistic profile on our website and posts on all social media platforms. Five, your unique artwork and your name will be printed, designed on our takeaway cups. I am... If they were so quick to change their competition details, they must have known that initially they were doing the wrong thing. And... I don't know if that bothers me more or less, the fact that they changed it so quickly. Just do fucking better from the jump so nobody has to come for you for you to actually treat people like they're actual people. Does this make sense? Are we tripping? Like, are we asking for too much here? Because I do have to say, like, in, creative industry is pretty big, but like artists in terms of people that draw, I think, get the worst of 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 this industry. And I'm sorry for that. That's fucking fucking shit because as someone who does voiceover as someone who does radio someone who sells her voice for a living i can tell you that i've been in plenty of situations that are like that for instance a couple of years ago uh they needed a voiceover artist for a mini documentary on tourism in kenya post westgate because it had obviously dipped understandably so and i was like oh that sounds like a great opportunity so nairobi county the tourism sector reached out to me one of their people specifically and i'm not going to name names but this human being used to be a comedian and is now a politician i know i was such a big fan when i was younger so i thought fucking a this makes me so happy i want to indulge in this and i did and uh so i i produced it i voiced it i did whatever that i needed to do and um it's been like eight years and i still haven't gotten paid for this job and it is a lump sum of money like i could redo the tiles in my guest bathroom with that shit I don't have tiles in my guest bathroom because my house is cement. I went for like a detached Scandinavian but cottagey feel, so that's why. But that dude can still suck my dick. Imagine if it was any other profession. Like I went over there and I fixed their plumbing. I installed a TV or a grocery store. I owned one and they just came in and left and were like, I'll pay you, I swear. And they're like, nah, just kidding. Not gonna pay you for your services. And if you see that politician and you know who I'm talking about, please can you spit in his mouth? Maybe not during the time of Corona because that's like, you know, you could go to jail for that. But later when everyone's okay, spit in his 
fucking mouth. Okay, now I'm done with things that are making me upset. Number two, when it comes to local content, what I want to talk about was Kenya Airways. Recently, a woman on Twitter put out a post that said that uh, Kenya Airways economy and British Airways um, first class is the same amount of money. And people were outraged because she had receipts. Homegirl had screenshots on there. Literally like five hours later, Kenya Airways reduced their prices and it was all over the internet. And I can't believe that's a real thing. This means that all us little people coming together and making noise for both these situations has worked. So we need to do it more often. And a lot of people will confuse that with cancel culture. It's not the same thing. Coming together and fighting for what's right, holding people accountable and making sure that their consequences to things that are not right is not the same as cancel culture. So pipe the fuck down. Go on, go on, leave me breathless. Moving on swiftly to another part of the world, we're gonna talk about New Zealand, a nation that really nobody ever talks about, except now they have like zero coronavirus cases, which is amazing. And this thing happened that I didn't think happened in real life, but it does. Three men have been rescued from a tiny Pacific island after writing a giant SOS sign in the sand that was spotted from above. Authorities say these men had been missing in Micronesia for nearly three days when their distress signal was spotted Sunday on an uninhabited island by searchers on Australian and U.S. aircrafts. Now, the men had apparently set out in a 7-meter, which is a 23-foot boat, on July 30th and intended to travel about 43 kilometers when they sailed off course and ran out of fuel. And three days! Three days and they made a little SOS. Well, I guess not little, but then SOS sign. People saw them. I didn't think that these things actually happened. This seems like a shit episode of Lost where it's like, previously on Lost. I don't know why they're crashing. They're not really crashing. And then they're they're there and they're like, we need water. We need shelter. Oh, yeah, he's having a heart attack. Three days later, they're found. They don't see the black smoke. Desmond doesn't appear. There's no hatch. There's no numbers out of nowhere. Juliet Burke is not there. It could also be uh, Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields, but nobody wants to watch that movie because they're, they're like 13 and they have sex and end up having a baby. Nobody wants that. Or Lord of the Flies. I don't remember much about that book. I remember Piggy and I remember they kill someone spoiler um and then the ship comes and then they all cry I, i think that's the right one also in what world would i be stuck in an island and write sos and not dance along to rihanna's sos on those actual sticks until someone found me sos i knew it it's also an abba song i swear there's a s club song that has sos in it or is it steps oh steps was such a good band they actually really weren't Anyway, long story short, um, you know, life imitates art, but uh, Art Cafe won't pay for your art. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Let me tell you again, tell you again. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Don't be a dumbass. Bruh, found that on Twitter and I can't lie. Straight up motherfucker.
fucking banger. There is another one that this girl does, and she does it in a Tony Braxton kind of voice, and I have to find it for you, and I'll play it for you in the next episode. We can't, we can't jam-pack them all into one episode. Then we're going to be done with pandemic bangers, and once we're done with that, what do we have anymore? Guys... All we have is going to the grocery store. Speaking of things that are bangers and you really didn't think they were going to be bangers, but they're absolute bangers. I want to talk about Raven Simone. Raven Simone isn't the banger, but this is. Let's go. You could gaze into the future. I love a woman that harmonizes herself. Raven Simone got married recently, and I don't know too much about it, but I just have to say that I didn't formally say congratulations to her, and for the amount of joy that she's provided me very freely her entire life without knowing, I feel like I owe her that. Congratulations to Raven Simone and her wife. I want to make a, you know, thing about the future and seeing the but I'm not going to do that. Congratulations for real. I have very, I hope you are very happy. Please, uh, if you're looking for a professional to give a speech at your wedding, clearly it's me. Sentimental and just articulate as shit. Okay, <laughs> now that we're done with that sincerity. Okay, if you don't know this about me, I'm gonna tell you more sincere things. Such as, Mulan is my favorite Disney movie ever. Because of many things, one of them being, you know, she fu- fucking saves China and brings honor to her family, the other one being snack. You know, everybody loves a snack. But here's the problem. The live action of Mulan was supposed to come out earlier in the year, I believe in April, but then Disney was like, nah, nah, let's wait for the pandemic to end. Nah, Disney, um, <laughs> is he okay? Because uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to go on for fucking ever. And I think they realized that and they can't pack up a movie theater. So they decided on the following. Disney Plus. There we go. That's the solution. I'm sorry. I'm extremely upset about this because Disney Plus isn't available in Africa. So what the fuck am I supposed to do when I've been waiting to watch motherfucking Mulan since the beginning of the year? So they're releasing it on Disney Plus September 4th, but you still have to pay for it and it's going to cost you 30 bucks plus your regular subscription. By the way, to put this out there, Disney is not using this as a test run for a possible new business model. Uh, they say it's just a one-off thing brought on by the circumstances, aka the Rones, and Disney Plus is up to 60.5 million subscribers. None of them in Africa because we don't deserve Disney movies over here. Just nine months after it launched, that puts them at uh, third among streaming devices behind Netflix with 193 million subscribers and Amazon Prime at 150 million. Okay, nobody cares about that math. All I care about is when I can watch motherfucking Mulan. Man, this really bums me out, but um, maybe if I have a Vupna VPN, I can do it. I don't know how those things work. What does it say? Like, why can't I just type in, hello, I'm in USA, give me Mulan, and then just hope that it works. It's not how it works. God damn it. Uh, if push comes to shove, I have six nieces and nephews. I can just dress them up and make them act out the movie for me. Never fuck 
fucking mind. One of them's eight months old. She's useless. Okay, if you are like me and um, are fearful of traveling during the time of the Ronies, and I know the the podcast is always corona-free. By corona-free, I mean like we have to adjust and once in a blue, I'll tell you things that will help you in life that involve corona, but I won't talk about 972 people have died. But do you understand where I'm coming from? So if you haven't traveled during the time of Rona and you're wondering what you're supposed to do, there's a dude, aka the CEO of a yogurt company who has had to travel for work and and he's flown 33 times during the pandemic. And this is what he says that you should do. And I'm, I, I kid you not, I'm more fearful post reading this than pre. So that should tell you a lot. Number one, multiple layers of latex gloves. That sounds like a Saturday night for me. Ew. So let's start over without me talking about probing people anally with my latex gloves. I don't know why that was a thing. Just let's start over. Number one, uh, multiple layers of latex gloves. Ew. <laughs> Saturday night. Just kidding. I can do it. Multiple layers of latex gloves that weigh you can peel them off as you go. He takes a layer off after check-in, after he goes through TSA, and after he touches anything high contact, like escalators, handrails. Number two, I said rail and I didn't even make a joke. Fucking applaud me. Number two, get a paper ticket. Don't scan your phone at check-in. You might contaminate it and get the virus on your hands, so a paper ticket is better. Number three, bring lots of disposable masks. He changes his masks every four hours and tries not to touch it at all while it's on his face. The other day I saw someone pick their nose through the mask and, <laughs> and it sent me off to another world and into a place where I wanted to die because the human race is fucking stupid. Nambarine, don't go to the food court. He never gets food. And if he needs a drink, he wipes down the bottle. He also tries to find a corner to sit in with as few people as possible. Number five, look for non-crowded bathrooms. You might have to walk to another part of the terminal. He also changes his masks after and never uses the bathroom on the plane. This is extremely smart, but I would add number six, adult diapers. Just fuck it go all the way you're just like i'm gonna shit in my pants i'm gonna wear a mask i'm gonna cover my hands i'm gonna wear six layers of socks and i'm gonna have tape over my belly button as though it was the camera on the computer so i'm covering so the cia doesn't see me i don't know what the virus is anymore and i don't know what we're, we're trying to protect ourselves from <laughs> i'm just saying things right out of my ass and they're being caught in my adult diapers. Uh, I think this is the perfect place to end the episode also because I definitely won't be saying things that are coherent uh, for the rest of it. Um, stay safe, be good to yourself and to other people. And if you have nothing to look forward to in life, please know that next week I will be having a story time about a guy who has a penis on his arm. Full on has a dick on his arm the full sausage on his arm and i know what you're thinking you slutty bitch i would love to have my hands in my pocket all the time if i were him <laughs>